This is the Life in the Front Office podcast. I want to first thank all of our listeners to making this a success and helping us continue to grow. We bring on sports executives and professionals from around the industry, all different aspects of the industry, to provide insights and advice for those who are trying to enter the sports industry or those who are already in the industry just looking to learn something new and continue to get better. If you like our episode, please rate us on Apple Podcasts, leave a review, and visit our website at lifeinthefrontoffice.com for more episodes. Welcome to today's episode on Life in the Front Office. I'm your host, Jay Kirschman, and today I've got a special guest and entrepreneur, Grant Parr, mental performance coach and owner of Game Face Performance. He's got his own podcast. He's an author. And so we, we've got a lot in common. Um, Grant, welcome to the podcast. I'm really excited to, to talk to you today about uh, some of the experiences you've had with you know coaching athletes on and off the field, um, not only on their mental performance side, but um, how those skills can translate into you know, those for those who are listening in the audience, um, into the office, or how do they deal with those athletes that they're working with all the time as well. Um, so really, really looking forward to diving into that. And we'll get to know you a little bit, hear, hear your story and how you got to where you are. Uh, and we'll go from there. Grant, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much. I'm really excited to, to share my, my energy and my journey. And uh, I'm just really honored to be on your show. Fantastic. Well, give us a little high level, you know, 30 seconds. Who, who's Grant Parr? You know, what are you doing? How'd you get to where you are right now? Well, um, I am a mental performance coach. I work with athletes, teams, and coaches um, at all levels. So uh, I work with Olympians, professional, collegiate, and high school athletes. I also work with corporate athletes, with executives, and also corporations on leadership and mental skills training. And uh, as far as getting to where I am, uh, it, it is a, f- a fair amount. It's a long story, but uh, I had a career-ending injury in uh, college years ago to my hip, and um, I played quarterback for 13 years. And uh, about two decades of just going through a lot of pain, I had two hip replacements. Um, I went through a lot, a lot of identity issues and uh, some depression, but I got to a point where I got past my second uh, hip replacement and I started to kind of reinvent myself and started really looking at life and wanted to get back to who I really was and that's that competitor and you know that that warrior spirit that I had when I played football years ago so um, it led me here and I'm, I'm loving what I'm doing and I'm just thriving as a mental performance coach. So one would probably ask what's what's a life in in uh, the day of Grant Parr what is what does a typical day look like for you? Do you know what? Actually, it's about being joyous. My typical day, I'm pretty much filled with joy because I'm, I'm doing what I love. I'm totally passionate about what I do. But as far as like what it looks like, I probably spend most of my mornings working on me, doing a lot of gratitude work, meditation, breathing work, a lot of physical activity, reading, because uh, that's my time. And then as I get into my day, I'm starting to get on calls with my athletes and my teams and coaches. And if, uh, depending on the time zone, there's, there's teams I work with on the East coast. So, um, I'll be working with them on Skype, uh, phone calls. And that, that varies from working with a team environment, um, let alone individual and individual coaches. And typically towards the end of the day is when I'm doing a lot of onsite work with teams and coaches, 
um, and also individual athletes. And that can take me all the way up to about eight o'clock, eight thirty at night. So you mentioned working with athletes from, you know, those at the top of their game, you know, potentially standing on the, on the podium at the Olympics to all the way to high school athletes. What's the biggest um, thing across all ages that, that, you know, the athletes are constantly working on from a skill set perspective. Um, that's a challenge uh, day in and day out. You know, I think it, at, at all levels, I think what's, what's pretty consistent and what's real is the fear of failure. I think we, we all want to succeed. And I think having teaching athletes at all levels, um, having a better relationship with failure or failing and, and also, you know, having them have a better relationship with success because they go hand in hand and also, and having a better relationship with your breath. I mean, those three things, I think if you have a really, really good relationship with all three of them, and there's other things that are involved as well, I think they will allow you to have a, again, a better relationship with the fear of failure. So talking about failure, obviously athletes fail all the time, but people fail all the time too, right? So learning from that failure and turning it into action, um, you, you talked a little bit about the executive coaching piece, but in those roles within, you know, what we call the C-suite or, or whatever you want to call it nowadays is there's a lot of pressure. There's a lot of um, scrutiny. There's a lot of uh, external facing components to the job where failure can be, you know, under a microscope. Um, what does, what, what are some of the things that you coach your, your executives through in terms of um, dealing with, you know, the mental aspect of being in that seat? Well, I think with failure, I think what happens the reason why we have a, there's a bad rap with, with failing is that as humans, and I want us to be human, I want us to have a human experience. But when we fail, we plug into the emotional side of failing. And typically when we actually have just failed, so that is something that's in the past, it's out of our control. But for, for some reason, we plug into that emotion. And it, what it does is actually it stops us, gets us out of this focus, right? It can paralyze us emotionally. And so in the moment, if we're performing, again, in the boardroom, in a sales meeting or on the field, in a pool, it doesn't matter. If we can start training ourselves, and this is what I, I help my corporate athletes, I want the feedback side. Feedback. It's informative. And I think we'll a relationship and we know that we can time I know but if we fail if I can get you to react plugging into the feedback within three seconds you're golden if we can get down to one second or just moving right along and not letting that 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 mistake or that failure emotionally stop you and charge you I mean that's that's the goal right and so when we think about failing I, I teach having a different relationship with failure because when we think about Losing and failing, it's more of an energetic pull downwards, right? When you fail, you go down. When you, when you succeed or win, it's either you're above you because you're going forward or above you, right? So what I want us to have, if we know we want to go upwards or in front of us to win or succeed, and we know that failing is part of the process to be successful, then I, I have them have a different relationship with failure and success and have wording like, let's fail up, let's fail, let's fail forward. Let's fail fast and move on. So it's just having in these and even corporate athletes to have it with fame. So you, you talked about using some phrases, right? Like what 
what are some of the techniques or things that, you know, for those of us who are just in the industry continuously, you know, grinding and working hard at, at being, you know, doing the best that we possibly can at the job that that's in, at hand in front of us. Uh, what are some of those techniques from a positive uh, growth mindset that, that uh, we can adopt? Well, there's a few, you used the word grind, which, you know, we hear that word a lot um, in athletics and also in the workplace. And it can be a negative um, kind of having a ne- negative connotation to it or not. But when you think about that word grind, you know, again, energetically, when you're grinding, right, you're working hard, it's more like you're grinding down, right? That's kind of when you grind anything, it's kind of like you're grinding down. So there's an energetic pull. And so again, with that word grind, and again, don't want to focus 100% on it, but how do you actually grease your grind? And I, and this is something, a concept that I got from my mentor, Graham Betchart, and really to grease the grind is basically is to tap into your joy. Like there's a process to success. There's a process to getting to hitting our goals. So the more that we're tapping into our joy while we're working out, you know, working our tails off, working hard, putting in the extra hours, we got to be very self-aware and, and, and present to the joy, right? And that's what makes it more enjoyable. And that's what you'll have more longevity, right? So that's, that's one thing is, is to grease your grind while you're going on this journey. I think a lot of it too is getting prepared. You know, your preparation is your separation. And I feel that, you know, how do we prepare ourselves mentally? And there's so many things that we can do the night before or the morning of, and, it, and it's, it's stuff that we've heard probably a lot through our society, because I think it is at the forefront of any performer is, you know, being intentional, setting your attention in the morning, revisit it in the middle of the day and, and, and reflect on it at the end of the day. Do gratitude work. Be grateful. Uh, write down three to five, seven things in the morning. Revisit them in the afternoon. Revisit them towards the end of the day and start creating that positivity within your body. I mean, if you can start with good breath work, intentional work, and, and gratitude work at the beginning of the day, you're going into not only uh, an athletic situation, but the workplace. You're, you're, I mean, when your mind is right, your game is tight. And so I think that is those things that are within our control. And those are the things that are allow us to at least get in, into the direction, a, a good positive direction with starting our day out. You, you mentioned the, the, if your mind's right, and, and I know you're, you've probably heard this quite a few times from, from athletes, but it's always the, the get your mind right, right? Everyone kind of likes to use that phrase, no matter where you are, whether it's in the office and, and you're getting your mind right for a, a, you know, a sales pitch or a, or a big meeting or uh, whatever, or, you know, clients coming in, whatever it might be. Um, it's just a phrase though, right? And, and, and right. it's only a phrase uh, unless you do something with it. So are there some examples you might have that, that, you know, athletes have used to get their mind right that can be applicable to others? Um, or do you suggest a certain way to try and get your mind right? You know, like you're saying the night before the morning of, or whether it's five minutes before um, there's, there's that notion of, you know, maybe if, if you focus on it right beforehand um, to, to kind of narrow in that focus, right. You're ready versus, you know, an hour before. Yeah. It's a great question. I think you can't get your mind right if you are not present, if you are not where your feet are. And so that's the main, I mean, that's be all, end all, any mental skills, any mindfulness training, we have to get where our feet are. I, I say this, I can't mind your feet or get where your feet are. And to get to, get to that, that initial beginning stage, you have to have a relationship with your breath. 
get into your breath and get into where your feet are. I, I believe that when you have your breath, you have your mind. When you have your mind, you have your body. And that whole reaction happens real quick. And we can make that happen real quick, but we have to practice it. And we have to know that if we want to get our mind right, we actually have to be where our feet are, right? We, we can't think about the future because it's that's out of our control. And we can't think about the past because that's out of our control. We have to get here right now. That's the, that's the first thing. To get your mind right, you, you have to be present. You have to get into your breath. Now, some of the things that I teach, and there is – there is actually a method or an approach that I teach all my athletes, and it's also in my book. It's called doing your BVT, right? And I'll, and I'll share with you what that is because it, it kind of correlates to another mind-body connection uh, approach that actually allows you to get your mind right, and that's called an MVP. But a BVT means breathe, visualization, and talk, self-talk. So if you want to get your mind right, okay, get into the present, get into your breath, and then visualize your success, visualize exactly what you want, right? See greatness, like you have all, be your own filmmaker. That is your opportunity to create your greatness in your, in your mind. And then follow it with self-talk. Take your body, your emotions, your thoughts, take everything in the direction where you want to go with your words. Your words are going to get you confident keep you confident and there's gonna be so much longevity with your confidence with the way that you talk to yourself so if you can get down this bvt process that will allow you to get your mind right now the other process that's very similar is is mvp that is something more you do you know on a daily basis to kind of create the mind and body uh, relationship and make it more stronger and that's meditation visualization and powerful self-talk so it's just a, it's a it's a great acronym. It's a great process uh, that you can follow, you know. And when you are doing your meditation, you know, if you're getting your mind right, if you're trying to get pumped up, I always work with people trying to build energy where their feet are because it's again we're we're, we're right where we're at with our feet, and move that energy with our meditation through our body all the way up to our head. This gives us more of a energetic pull of us getting ready. And if we need to relax ourselves and get relax for a, a tense meeting or get relaxed from a long day. Maybe we want to start with our head with all the energy in our head and our shoulders and work it down through our meditation, through our visualization and through our powerful self-talk. You, you mentioned self-talk a couple of times and, and I, I find that interesting in that I, I actually was listening to a podcast this morning uh, as all podcasters listen to others so that they can try and get better. Right. I, I think, and um, it's, it's kind of becoming one of those things where, you're always looking for a new idea. You're always looking for something new to talk about. And this was, this was a topic that came up in that we actually talk more to ourselves than to other people most of the time, right? Like if you really, if, unless you're going from meeting to meeting to meeting to meeting, which there's, there are some out there that do, but for the most part, we're always talking to ourselves more than others. What is, you know, from an athlete's perspective, right? Like they're, they're, yes, they're with a team or for those who are individual athletes, they have their own thoughts a lot and a lot alone, right? So um, for those who are working on that skill of, of how to be with themselves, um, kind of what, what, what do you say in terms of how to improve uh, that area of, of your own, you know, being? Yeah, you know, I think when you have a lot of traffic in your mind, the jury's out on this number, but but is that we we as 
experience about 70,000 thoughts a day, roughly. Um, there could be more, it could be less, but that's a lot of traffic, you know, and, and we, we experience about, you know, five to six to seven core emotions throughout the day, up to 27 emotions. If we're with a lot of traffic in the emotions, I mean, there's a lot of management. And times like I, you're actually at a lot you're in a room or you're, you're confined away from people and your brain just starts going. And I, what I try to teach my athletes and teach my executives is that I try to empower them that I don't want you to listen to your thoughts. I want you to talk to them. And so for, for order us for to, to get into that, that power position to talk to it, we actually have to build an inventory of words. We have to understand the words that resonate and connect with us in different situations. So that's why affirmations are, are beautiful. So I, I literally have athletes write down all their affirmations. Like, and, and I have them start with the I am statements. Like, I am great. I am a champion. You know, I am relentless. Like, whatever it is, I have them write all these I am statements. Especially when you say I am. I mean, that is saying who you are as a person. That is defining who you are in that moment. I am. And it's such a beautiful uh, commanding way to talk to yourself in a healthy way, especially when you're negative, right? And if you can shift it with that I am statement, and then you start building more words and statements off I will or I can, right? So those three, and there's so many other words that you, you know, uh, structures that you can utilize. But if I can get someone to really understand their inventory of words, then I'm putting them in power a little bit more. And also, if you find yourself in the devil's room, if you will, you feel there's a lot of traffic that you're listening to a lot of these negative thoughts. What I, what I have all my athletes do is remove yourself from that, that place. So if you're in your room and you're super negative, get your body moving, get your body moving. You'll feel a little bit better, put some music on. And I know this is going to be funny, but every time that I go through some funkiness or I have a lot of traffic and a lot of negativity in my head, I always put on journey. Don't stop believing. And for me, <laughs> That, that song, it lights me up, you know, and there's a ton of other songs too, but it's all, also know the song, like know your soundtrack, know your Rocky song, right? Get that, get that in your playlist because you'll need it. And also go out in nature, like go out when you're really having a lot of traffic, a lot of negativity, like literally go trip out on a tree and just breathe. And I want to mean that, like just connect with nature. Cause if, when you connect with nature and you connect with that energy, then you start to slowly get away from all that neg negativity. So you know, there's a few other tools, but those are the things that I do with athletes is that when there's a lot of negativity uh, and to control those thoughts, get you in a position to talk to them, you know, get out of that, that environment and get some music on and, and breathe and get that body moving. That's fantastic. No, I, I, I love the perspectives. And, and what's interesting in that, you know, what you do with your athletes and, and then what you do with the executives um, would love for you to dive into some of the parallels, because I think you know, a lot of people view the athletes being in such a different position than those that are maybe in the industry working, right? But at the end of the day, you know, if you're a single A baseball player that's, you know, trying to work his way up, you know, from single A to double A to triple A to the big leagues, and then stick in the big leagues, and then become an all-star, and then become an MVP, right? There's so many different ladders that you got to climb. And it's the same thing in the industry, you know, maybe you get in as an intern and then you, you know, go from intern to full time and you continue to, you know, go up the ladder 
you move from one one team to another, one organization to another, one one uh, location, one geography to another, right? So there's there's actually a lot of parallels that maybe you don't necessarily realize until you just kind of sit back and think about it. Um, but talk to us a little bit about you know what some of those parallels are between the athletes and and the executives. Well, you know what they they're the same. I think about performing, and that's what an athlete. Every single day, their environment, their performance. And to perform, you have to and you have to, you know, control your emotions. And the only thing in, in, a, in a workplace is the environment itself. That's it. But it's performing. People show up nervous. They, they get out of focus. I mean, you have to focus. In. Everything that I use is really no different from what I teach. Now, there might be a different, right? There might be something that's a little bit different when it's a championship game and there's about, you know, 18,000 people, in, you know, in an auditorium. Okay, there's a different environment. And that's really control you can the crowd no so how can we reframe the crowd how can we actually use the energy of the crowd not to make it overwhelming or negative use it and why is it a great thing that all these people are here to see you play so so there that's the environment but so when you go into a, a workplace situation what if you're actually speaking to you know a, a room of 30 people and they're and they're all decision makers right i mean there's there, and there's some other things that you can you can we can look at in a workplace, but the only thing that's different is is the. But we're still as in our emotion. Control them. So, from an environment perspective, how do you know? You know, if you're if you're trying to get to the big leagues, and and you know that there's one organization that maybe provides an environment that's better than another for you to succeed. How do you know that as as a person and and what do you have to be self-aware of to understand what environment that you can you can not only perform in, succeed in, but also mentally thrive in? Well, if I'm understanding the question, I, I feel that at the end of the day, it shouldn't matter what the environment is. If you're doing this work and you're showing up, being vulnerable, and you're acting into your confidence, you can go into any environment and thrive. Now, but I'll understand. I know that there's there are some environments that people are just naturally they feel better in, and I get that. I mean, you know, which is really funny. There's there's some people when it comes to sports, there are athletes that I've met that just they prefer during the lights and people. Well, that shouldn't matter. Yeah, and you're right. It shouldn't matter. And you are, and you've done the work and you've done the preparation. And again, you're going to show up, be vulnerable and act into your confidence. Then it shouldn't matter what environment it is. Um, and so that's what I'm trying to teach my athletes and my executives, because sometimes you don't have that control of what the environment's going to look like and what it's going to feel like, but you have a hundred percent control of you. And I want us to focus on that. No, that's awesome. And, and that's kind of what I was going for is that the, that you know you can't control the environment and that you're going to get thrown into environments that make you uncomfortable but at the end of the day those who succeed the 
you know, the most within those uncomfortable environments or the ones that kind of rise to the top. Right. And, and the stages that are, you know, frightening maybe, or, or make you anxious. But um, once you kind of switch, switch past to, you know, what you're doing now and, you know, obviously you work with a lot of athletes, executives uh, on, on their selves, but what are you doing to kind of make yourself better day in and day out? And as we all try and focus on, you know, something as we, we, uh, you, you had mentioned gratitude earlier in the episode, right? Gratitude being kind of thankful for the things that we have and the places that we are and, and kind of the, the, where you are, right. Right. Where your feet are. What are some of the things that you're thankful for and that you're working towards, uh, yourself? You know, it's a great question because I am my work and meaning that, there's nothing that I have shared with my athletes and my executives that I've worked with that I don't do on a day-to-day basis. I think that would be kind of um, uncool and not fair. If, like I'm telling them, these are all the things that you need to do to be great. And then I'm not doing it. And, and for me, I love, I love the fact that I am my work because I, I know it's making me great. It's building confidence. I'm better relationship, more awareness, um, and it, what, I, what it's doing, it's allowing me to actually cultivate awesome, incredible energy. And as much as breath is, I push breath a lot. I mean, that's the basis of mental skills training and our existence and, and mindfulness. But you have, to, you have to have energy. And the more that you actually take care of it, especially, you know, throughout the morning, throughout the day, and even before you go to bed, I just feel like you're setting yourself up for success. And you're allowing people to receive your energy. You know, I mean, that's, 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 I get excited because all the work that I do, like gratitude work, I'm, I mean, I'm so, I'm blissed out. I mean, I found this job or this occupation later in life and yeah, I could sit there and spend hours on why I should have started this earlier in my life, but yeah, you know, I didn't, I'm doing it now. I'm loving it. I'm thriving it. And so that's something that I'm grateful. Every morning I come into my my beautiful office that's got a ton of energy and there's got tons of pictures and books. And I'm just like, I'm motivated, inspired by just getting better. But what helps me with all that is getting, like having that, practicing my breath, doing meditation, gratitude work and intentional work. I mean, that that's a lot on with myself, but work out, especially. I mean, don't, don't have food you don't have a transportation okay i want you to source all the hope in the world but if you're performing and you've been doing this for a while and you've been working your tail off i don't ever want you to hope so let's get intentional and let's get purposeful and let and let's go let's rock this thing you know let's be confident let's have fun with this let's be joyous so it's just um you know i you know i know it's been long-winded here but i just being intentional too is something that's really helped me just with my life my relationships and with my work and, and one extension off of that, because I, I love that that part in which you're, you're talking about intentional. But for, for those that are in the sports industry, you know, obviously it's fast paced. For some, there are a lot more games than others, right? Baseball versus maybe football. Um, right. And sometimes it's moving a million miles an hour and sometimes it's not. But how do you how do you be, you know, remain intentional um, throughout all those moments, you know, whether it's moving whether the train's already moved past you or you're waiting for the train, right? Like how do you, how do you remain intentional um, and practice some of those small things to create the routine uh, in order to trust the process? 
you know, it's, it's one of those things. It's, it's about, I mean, I've said it a lot. It's just, it's breath. You, you have to get into the only way you're going to be intentional and be present is with your breath. And I think as you practice being intention, intentional, then it's, it, it's one of those things. It's like a muscle. It's just like any other, it's a behavior. Like soon as you actually start getting this down, you start actually being intentional every, at, every day at everything you do that you don't have to think about like, okay, I need to be intentional for practice today. You just, you know exactly what your intention looks like. And, and, to, and to answer your question, what I do with my athletes is that I, I have them write down when we're trying to change this behavior. What does it look like? What, okay, first of all, intention. Today, I want to be aggressive. Okay, cool. What does it look like and what does it feel like? That to me. And so then for about a minute or two so they're connecting what it looks like and what it feels like so they're the brain is actually seeing it and feeling it right so it's, it's being a little more ingrained in the unconscious mind right and then they, they you have to revisit your it's like when you're in up right your guide that's your lane right that's by revisiting or revisiting throughout practice how you will keep this too busy aren't now for us humans i think seconds and then when then you this and we get so aren't aren't that way we could be very intentional about our practices and about the way we want to work in the workplace but we have to we have to really train our unconscious mind to see it and feel it breathe with it and then revisit well, and with that, it's never too late, right? Like just, just as you were, as you were stating earlier, you know, you wish you could have started uh, whatever you're doing right now earlier, but it's never too late to, to start all this, correct? Uh, and so as, as we look to wrap up the episode, I, I would just ask, you know, what are, what are maybe the two to three life skills um, that you really focus on that are, that are immediate and, and important for your athletes you know executive or on the field um, that you ask them to focus on you know outside of the intention and um, you know the, the small things that are going to help them throughout the process but what are kind of a couple of those big ones that that really uh, resonate across you know a lot of different parallels I think for me what comes up is is visualization uh, get 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 very comfortable and confident with visualization and visualizing your success uh, meditation and breathing. I mean, we, we all want to, we all want to compete and perform present. You know, we don't want to, who cares about, I mean, I under, I understand about results and outcomes, but guess what? They're out of our control. So let's judge our present. We that, then we need to have that the meditation. And I think just very get to know yourself and you know what you want to say to yourself during you know challenging moments you know and I one thing I will leave for your listeners and something that I, I preach and that I live by and I spent two decades not doing this uh, is playing a big game uh, I just I feel uh, if you want to do something in life you want to like get that promotion you want to be first string you want to break a record, you want to be most valuable player, whatever it is you want, play a big game and be vulnerable. Like trust yourself, learn, know that you have to fail to get there. 
but uh, play a big game and just tap into your joy. So those are things that I'll, I'll stress to your listeners and just how I stress to my athletes. No, that's fantastic. And um, obviously we thank you for your time and, uh, you know, look forward to uh, having you on again soon and, you know, appreciate all the insights and and advice that you shared. Uh, It's certainly, you know, it's, it's a, it's a fresh breath of air to, to, you know, kind of hear some different perspectives from uh, a lens in which, you know, a lot of people don't necessarily think about when they think, oh, you work in the business of sports. Well, there's a lot more to it and there's a lot more behind the scenes. Um, so thank you for, for sharing that. I want to take the time to thank you for listening to Life in the Front Office. And if you liked our episode, please rate us on Apple Podcasts and leave a review. We greatly appreciate it. And for more episodes, visit us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or on our website at lifeinthefrontoffice.com. And please continue to share uh, with your colleagues on social media and help us continue to grow. Thanks.